for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Redraft tonight, I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 294 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are live on the Going for Two Live podcast network every Wednesday and Friday on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and, of course, on all major podcast networks. I'm here with my two co-hosts, as always. Uh, first up, we got uh, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up, Tim? I'm good, Jeff. I cannot believe that it is week 10. How is it week 10 already? It's crazy, man. It is definitely crazy. It's funny because I'm doing, you know, on the Wednesday show, we have guests every week and I book them out a, a month in advance. And we stopped doing the Wednesday show at the playoffs of the full, of the season long. And uh, I just booked my last two guests of the year. And it's kind of crazy. And I'm like, shit, that's crazy. We're all at the end of the year is already. It's, it's insane. Absolutely. Also joining us as always, uh, Mr. Gerson Aguirre. What's up? What's up, G? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good, good, man. Good. All right. So we got a we got a lot to get to tonight. So let's go ahead and jump into the rewind. The weekly rewind. 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 All right, guys. We'll go to you first, G. Give us uh, your your one good, one bad this week. Yeah, man. Last week, um, I was. Clamoring, oh, I was clamoring. I was pounding the table for um, what's your name, Deion Travis Etienne. I I played him on so many rosters. I think he was probably the highest home player I had. Um, he he blew up. He did awesome. I mean, it was the right spot, and I I did awesome with him. But my bad spot was actually Deion Jackson, which he was in a lot of my rosters, man. Same. Um, I didn't. I didn't see. I think because I asked myself, what did I see? I mean, obviously, I didn't see the injury, but um, what I didn't see is how horrendous they really were. Like I thought they could move the ball at least, you know. But yeah. that offense. I mean, they just they fired their coach. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had Deion Jackson in my cash lineup. Luckily, I had a pretty strong lineup. I had Justin Fields, which definitely helped me out. Um, I had Travis Etienne, so that also helped me as well. Tim, what about you? What's your what's your one good, one bad? Yeah, my one good was Justin Fields. I ended up letting on Justin Fields in cash. Uh, that obviously worked out well for me. Uh, I had you know pretty good scoring cash last week, but I was able to easily cash thanks to Justin Fields. He was definitely what you kind of had to have. Uh, him or the other guy, which is my one bad, was Joe Mixon. Uh, I was on Joe Mixon until basically we you know the. Uh, uh, Damian Harris was confirmed out, and I pivoted to Ramondre, and obviously that didn't end up being worth it. So Justin Fields still got me there, but if I would have had both those guys, it could have been a really good week. Yeah, Joe Mixon was a miss on my part too. It's funny because uh, 
And it was a guy I talked to on, on Twitter, and he was all over Joe Mixon, and I was trying to convince him not to play Joe Mixon. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking up like, ah, shit, because I should have listened to him. All right, so yeah, my my one good, uh, it's kind of low-hanging fruit. He was pretty chalky, but uh, Josh Palmer with uh, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out, he uh, he had a pretty good game. Uh, had it in my cash lineups. I definitely helped out. And my one bad, Aaron Jones. I mean, my goodness, I, I did not see that coming at all. Uh, that's uh, that should have been my one bad. I'm sorry. Just recommending any Packers last week was just <laughs> yes. a terrible call on my part. I apologize to everyone, especially Gerson, who was like, "I'm not touching the Packers," and then I was like, "No, you should play them." And he's like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro." It's all good. It's all good. We make we make those mistakes. We live and we learn. And I think uh, Aaron Rodgers was a popular play last week. I mean, it, it wasn't just you that was on him. He was he was talked no, about no, in yeah, cash lineups too. Popular. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, Gerson, we all have the uh, the same elite guy here, so let you I'll let you talk about Mister Patty Mahomes. Um, you know my homies, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, man, he's still the elite quarterback. Everybody thought him, Ruth, and Tyreek Hill was actually going to make a difference. They haven't made one bit of a difference, and same goes for Tyreek Hill because he's having the greatest. What wide receiver season so far? Yep, he's on pace um, to break records. But I was like flabbergasted. I don't even know if that's the word I want to like. My jaw just dropped that I saw that he threw 68 pass attempts. Yeah, insane. And I was like, if, if Patrick Mahomes threw 68 pass attempts, I would have. I didn't watch that game. But when my friend told me at work that Patrick Mahomes threw 68 pass attempts, I'm like, what was the score? Like 45, 30, 32, or what? He goes, no, they're 20 to 17. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know? But 446 yards, one touchdown. But still, he's almost gotten a 30-point game in four of the last – three of the last four games. So, I mean, he's going to be highly owned, too. So, I expect him – right now, I have him at 16% ownership. Facing the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the worst pass defense in the league. And they're, not, they're only getting worse by the week, I swear. And mm-hmm. I think Kansas, Kansas City – with Patrick Mahomes, it is expensive, but I think he's the safest play of the slate for quarterback, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, I think what's also going to boost his ownership a little bit is the other two guys that are around him. You know, Josh Allen being the most expensive, you know, obviously probably hurt, not going to play. And then Kyler Murray is questionable, too. He's right below Patrick Mahomes there. So I think that's going to boost uh, Patrick Mahomes' ownership up even more because of that. Uh, and I, I, I will tell you, whatever the Titans did on defense, Every team to be trying to copycat that because that that offense did not look good. Whatever the Titans were doing, uh, they were they were making the Chiefs look pretty bad there. And I don't know if it was just the scheme thing or if it was something that they you know as far as players go, but uh, it'll be a copycat yeah. sort of defense from from the rest of the it's season. Bravo, man, Bravo, such a good coach. He is. He really is. All right, we'll move down here into the mid tier. Lock, Lock it. it. We'll go to you, Tim. Your lock of the week is here at the at the mid tier. I am. I'm going back to Justin Fields again this week. I think he, in my opinion, he's probably the clear cash play this week. I also really like him in tournaments, but I expect he's going to be very highly owned, and for good reason. He gets a matchup against the Detroit Lions. Uh, basically, every quarterback not named Aaron Rodgers has done really good against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and the best thing I think for Justin Fields is they play a lot of man defense similar to Miami who's going to have a lot of opportunities to run. We saw he had like 12 design runs last week. That one 60-yard run, he just outran everybody. 
Uh, it's insane what he can do against any defense, and then he gets the line. So at 6,500, I still don't think he's expensive enough. Probably going to be the last time he's under 7K, so take advantage of it. Yeah, good stuff there. I I think he's QB1 in season-long league since week five. Um, so, yeah. Garson, let's go to you on your mid-tier here. Go ahead, G. Dude, I think I'm going to have to disagree on that. I don't like Justin Field this week at all. Like, I want none, nothing to do with him. I think the ownership is too high. I think the Lions defense has improved. We saw what they did to the Green Bay Packers last week. I think from here and on, it's going to be basically, you know, Dan Campbell rally, whatever. But, no. I, I think I'm out. The ownership is just too high. No, I understand the ownership. I think I like him Cam, a lot I'm more. I'm just fucking with you, bro. I'm not going to disagree with you three times in a, three weeks in a row. I'm just kidding, dude. I actually do love that. I love Justin Field, man. I just wanted to give you crap, dude. So, um, I love that call for sure. Justin Field, there's only three quarterbacks I really do like this week. And Justin yeah. Field is one of them. And, yeah. and I already mentioned the other one, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, we kind of buried the lead a little bit. I guess we'll get to it when we get to the value, but all of us are expecting Josh Allen to either be out or not be 100%, right? Yep. He's not, not yeah. playing. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, so, you, Gerson, you want to talk about Tua, or you want me to talk about Tua? Gerson always wants to talk about Tua. I can talk. Yeah, dude. Uh, so now we have five healthy games, guys. He, he hasn't died yet. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> He had 300, he's averaging 336 yards, 336.8 yards per game, um, 24.6 points per game. And that ranked first and third among quarterbacks in the full season. Um, 0.58 points per dropback, that is freaking phenomenal, dude. So say he had, I don't know, 60 dropbacks, that's 30, almost 30 points, you know. But Tyreek Hill, man, he's just carrying the Tua stacks, you know, yeah. along with him. Where, two, where Tyreek Hill goes, Tua goes, man. Yep. I mean, he's on pace for 1,964 <laughs> yards. So give me Tua. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. You are going to have to get creative, though, because you can't double stack um, Tyreek Hill and Waddle because that's too expensive. It's very so expensive. you have to get creative. Maybe you'll be sick. Well, I guess Gerson did not pay attention to my stack. So <laughs> Tim's going to make it happen. What? Tim's going to make it happen. Oh, look look yeah. at his stack. He's got it in his stack. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Gerson. Yeah, Appreciate so, you. so uh, yeah, Tua, I've been victory lapping Tua all season because I, I wrote up Tua in the offseason for uh, for fantasy pros, and I went on and on about Tua. And last year he had the highest uh, completion percentage of deep balls over 20 yards. Uh, and same thing this year. He's at 59% on passes over 20-plus yards, which is number one in the league. Uh, you think, oh, he doesn't throw a lot of deep passes. Well, he's actually third in the league in total deep passes as well. Only Russell Wilson and Josh Allen have more deep passes. So, He's doing it all. He's being efficient. He's, you know, completion percentage. His deep ball is there. Obviously, he's got two great playmakers in Waddle and Hill. And the best thing about Tua is his stacking options are obvious, right? You know, you're not worried about the tight end, really. He's not throwing to the running backs that much. It's basically Hill and Waddle. Those are the two guys you want to stack them with. All right, let's move down into the uh, to the value tier. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit. I had a hard time actually picking out my value. Um, I had to kind of reach on a few guys. But I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. Uh, just be based solely on the matchup and his in his running ability, you know, going up against Houston at five point seven, uh, we've seen Jones a few times. I think this year he had a two a two touchdown rushing game, um, so it, I can see something like that happening again this this week with uh, Jones and that that Houston uh, that Houston side. I think is good enough offensively to sort of uh, push Daniel Jones to pass it more than they have been in, you know in recent weeks. 
Uh, Gerson pointed out that I think Jones's highest passing yardage this week is like 217 yards, something like that. Um, I do think that Houston's bad enough that I think Giants can pass the ball as well as Jones using his legs to to, to meet his value of 5.7. Definitely not a, a tournament play. He'd be more of, I guess, could be a tournament play, but I'm not one that I would be stacking anybody with. I would probably stack him with maybe Barkley. He'd be the only one I wouldn't use any of his receivers. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. You're not going to play him, right? I mean, very, yeah, not very sparingly. Like, like I said, I had to reach pretty deep to find a value. You know, I, I had to find at least one or two values to talk about. So I had to reach deep down there. And that was the guy I picked was okay. Daniel Jones. Hey, I'll tell you a guy I'm I actually am playing this weekend. Yeah, it, it kind of makes me sick. First of all, this whole slate makes me sick. That's a different story. But I'm going to play Russell Wilson this weekend. I think the one thing we saw from the oh. other night, as you mentioned about the 68 pass attempts, is you cannot run on Tennessee. Right, they're not going to let you do it. So I think Russ is going to throw the ball forty plus times in this game. I think it sounds like a perfect, uh, kind of a perfect spot where nobody's going to play him, right? And again, like we were talking about Tua, I think he's got some pretty straightforward stacking options as well. So uh, I actually think Russ is going to go overlooked. Maybe you can tell me what his ownership is, but at fifty nine hundred, I think he makes a pretty decent value. Yeah, that's a good call. I haven't even looked at Russ. I've I've become blind to Russ. I just see his name. I don't. I just block yeah. it out and keep scrolling. <laughs> well, he finally got under six k. You know what I mean? Like they finally put his price where he should be. I think where he actually made one point six percent own. Yeah, so people are gonna ride with him. So let's yeah. ride. Yeah, Gerson, you got you got one value tier quarterback there. Go ahead and talk about T Law. Yeah, man, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, I like to do I do this all the time, and I think you guys obviously seen it. Seen it. Uh, quarterback correlation. I mean, if one quarterback projected very high for points, usually the guy on the opposite side, if he can he can keep up with the score, he kind of has to too. It's Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's cheap. Like he's five point four k. You really think about it. Let's say Case Keenum start. Case Keenum's gonna be five five k, right? I'd rather yep. do for Trevor Lawrence right away. I completely um, agree. Lawrence over Keenum. And then the other the other thing is Kansas City pass defense. That's the way you beat them. Obviously, the, ooh, I caught myself. Didn't say the F word. Fuck it. <laughs> Anyways, um, what's their name? Kansas City pass defense is the way you beat them. You don't. I mean, only Malik Willis can't complete five passes apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only quarterback. But I I have confidence that Trevor Lawrence can complete more than five passes, guys. Um, now that I said that, he's not going to watch. But anyway, um. Give me Trevor Lawrence at his price. He's cheap. You can actually do a, a stack with him that's really good. So, yeah. I mean, you can bring it back with Kelsey. You can, um, you know, basically do Kirk and Ingram. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do with that. And it allows you to pay up for running back. It allows you to pay up for other positions. So, yep. give me uh, – oh, my goodness, Tim. You're hilarious. <laughs> All right, Tim, you do have one guy there listed with three question marks behind his name. Talk about Keenum a little bit. No, I, no, that's why I put it, yeah. That, what Gershon said was exactly what I was going to say. Don't, yeah, Keenum is not a play for me. I think you spend the extra 400 and you get up to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, good call. All right, let's get to tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, I'm going to hit the double drop. Lock it in. All right, guys, this is, I think, the first time on this show that we've done a lock of the week for tight end. And for me this week, it's Mr. Travis Kelsey. Uh, I know he's expensive and I know it's at a position that we typically pay down for. But I wanted to kind of explain my, my thinking behind Travis Kelsey. So if you ignore the fact that he's a tight end, let's just say he's a receiver, right? Wide receiver. 
He's averaging 21 or 22.1 fancy points per game. If you were to insert him into the receiving pool for this week, he would slot right in between Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Jefferson's at 23 points. Adams is at 21 flat. Jefferson is 70 or 800 or sorry, 8,800. And uh, Adams is 8,700. Kelsey's only 7,800. He's $1,000 cheaper than those guys. So if he was a receiver, he would be too, uh, too cheap. He'd be underpriced. So I, I think Kelsey this week is a, is a, is a way to sort of be different because he is like, very expensive and people are not going to play the expensive tight ends. I think we'll be paying down at tight end this week. Jacksonville's you know, defense obviously is not great. 22 DBA versus the pass. Uh, and the Chiefs had the highest implied total on the slate at 30 points. So, I mean, there's going to be scoring in this game. And we know Mahomes goes to Kelsey all the time. So, uh, Kelsey is my lock of the week. I've had some bad luck with locks of the week, but I think this one's a pretty safe one. I think I like this one this week. You, yep. you better. If you make Kelsey, you Jason, dude, you better not do a lock of the week for the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll have a new drop for myself. The don't play this guy a week. <laughs> All right, that's it for the elite elites here. There's really no elite tight ends besides Kelsey. Know, there's so. a massive gap this week. There's not even really a mid tier. We had to make up a mid tier because tight end is so bad. This agreed, week. agreed. <laughs> go ahead and talk about your mid tier yeah. guy, Tim. Uh, yeah, I, I will go back. Let's see here. We all have basically the same couple guys, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, Greg Dulcich. Right? I just talked about Russ. I'm going to go back to that. That's a passing game. I'm going to attack. Right, you hit Tennessee through the passing game, and you know he's had pretty pretty consistent target volume. I thought that was pretty surprising. You know, he had five targets, uh, nine targets. Right, mm-hmm. you know, he, I, I think that and Russell uses him around the red zone. I, I think that he kind of has everything that you're looking for for a tight end in that range at 3,400. Um, I, I think expect he's going to be pretty popular. I think he rates pretty well on those sites, but for cash, that's where I'm looking to pay. Uh, either that guy or the guy I think Gerson's probably going to talk about. Yeah, I think on uh, on Rotor Grinders, I think he's the uh, he's the second highest owned tight end behind the, the guy that Gerson may talk about. Um, Gerson, go ahead and give us your mid tier. Yeah, Greg Dolphins is thirteen percent owned, and then um, Travis Kelsey is twelve percent. I do want to touch on something. I think this week isn't a double tight end week because Kelsey is such in a smash spot. You stole my thunder, Gerson. You, you, you stole my thunder, Gerson. That's all right. You didn't know. <laughs> what am I supposed to like? I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just, I, I was, I was going to say I was going to make the same point. I was going to make the same point, but that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry, yeah. guys. Next, next week, I'll rehearse the show with you. How about that? <laughs> You're good, no, man. I'm just um, messing with no, you. No, no. Um, no I know. Uh, the news was uh, was told that what's his name, Dan Waller, his vagina still has his hair. Baller on the IR now. <laughs> yeah, baller on the IR. And shockingly, I, I I didn't even notice. Like, I guess I'm so pissed off with the later that I don't even care. Um, Hunter Renfro is on IR too. Yep. I mean. Yep. Who, who are they going to throw the ball to? I mean, I know Foster Moreau hasn't really done very well lately, but um, I'm just looking for a cheap uh, tight end. 3.2K against the Indianapolis Colts. He's coming in at 10% ownership, and the projector for almost 23 points. So um, give me the Raiders. Guys, they have to do something this this week. If they don't, I'm probably not going to show up next week, because I'll be heartbroken, <laughs> man. The season's over, basically. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I do have another mid-tier tight end there that's a little bit off the beaten path, and it's Tyler Higby. Uh, obviously, pending the Stafford news, if Stafford plays, I like Higby this week because uh, Arizona uh, is the worst team uh, against tight ends as far as giving up points to the tight end position. Higby hasn't been good lately. His prices come down a little bit, so Higby would sort of be a pivot off some of those other guys at 3.6 uh, versus uh, Arizona. Uh, Tim, all right, that's it, right? We, oh, no, Gerson's got one more guy. Talk about Moof. Moof. man. The Moof is loose, man. I've been playing this guy all season, and he's been paying off for me. Uh, he is a little bit more expensive, 4.2K, but he's they're playing the New Orleans Saints. Um, New Orleans Saints, basically to me, are either average or they just suck very bad. I'm hoping that <laughs> the, the crappy... I hate when it's like... I feel like they have either a good game or they really suck. I'm hoping they really suck. They're coming off a of bye week. I think, what's his name? Mike Tomlin has to get this team going. They, Mike Tomlin never finished uh, the season below 500. Yep. And Kenny Pickett, getting more comfortable with him. He's getting target. We look for three things for tight end dogs. I mean, two, two main things, target and touchdown. And that's what he gets. He gets either... Well, he, does, he only has one touchdown this season, but he gets targeted a lot. Seven target, nine target, nine target, ten, seven. He's had all that all season. So I think with him and then one of the wide receivers on the other side is going to be excited to play. But yeah. Give me Pat Bryant. He is a little bit more expensive, so you are going to have to pay up a little more. Good stuff. All right, we'll move down into the value tier. Uh, Tim, I'll go to you for the value you got there. Yeah, Gerson asked earlier, how do you fit Tua with a double stack? Well, one of the ways is you bring it back with Harrison Bryant. Uh, David Njoku has been ruled out. Um, I think this works, sets up as a really good spot for him. We've seen him you know, in, in spots in the past where he's gotten the, the work, um, have really good weeks. And Miami is basically bottom five against tight ends. They give up a ton of yards over the middle. So I think that this could be a spot where Jacoby Brissett just checks it down to him over and over and over again, and those PPR points rack up. So he scores a touchdown. Obviously, he's a smash. And really, you're just looking for value anywhere you can this week to try and fit in some of the higher-priced guys. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson has the same tight end that uh, Tim does. Uh, the one guy that I have I'm a little bit uh, iffy on now because uh, it's the Colts tight end, Kylan Granson. Uh, when I first looked at the slate, uh, Mo Ali cox and uh, Jelani Woods were both not pl- practicing. Mo Ali Cox did get a limited practice in today. Um, I don't know if he'll play or not. Uh, if he doesn't play, I, I like Granson at 2.6. Uh, you know, he's not the, the the best tight end in the world, but he's athletic enough. And if he can get the full complement of snaps, I think he was getting like 40% of snaps with uh, Ali Cox getting 55%. And then they mixed in Johnny Woods in the red zone. So if he's getting all of those snaps uh, at 2.6 against the Raiders, I kind of like the my odds there that he can catch a touchdown this week. All right, that's it for the tight ends. Uh, Today's show was brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Single game, single week best ball leagues are here. If you love fantasy football, nothing better than weekly best ball league like Underdog offers. No need to wait until the end of the season to see if you won. You have a chance to win every week. Get the app for iOS or Android. Use our promo code GF2 and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy sport platform on the market, and there's a reason for that. See what all the hype is about. Get the app. Use promo code GF2 and start winning. 
And if you haven't ever checked out uh, the B League show, he comes on Fridays before us. Uh, he does a pickums for underdog. They also have a pickums section where you can pick over unders on players. Uh, and he does a really great job sort of picking out the good ones each week. So he comes on at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so I, I, you know, I advise getting the app, getting up, use the promo code, get your money, and then go watch B League on Friday nights and get your stuff ready. All right, let's get to the money stuff. It's time for running backs. <laughs> running backs. All right, I'll kick off the running backs here with the guy that I think is going to be fairly low owned because of the guys that are kind of around him. I think will be more popular. Uh, and that's Mr. Nick Chubb, uh, you know, at Miami 8.1. You know, Nick Chubb is that guy that always gets overlooked. Because he doesn't catch passes, but he's been, you know, phenomenal this year with his efficiency, getting those touchdowns. And I think the, the, the Browns game plan will be to lean on Nick Chubb uh, to keep that potent Dolphins team off the field. Uh, so at 8.1, I do like Chubb. He's, he's definitely a tournament play. Uh, like I said, the guys that are sort of <laughs> guys that are sort of why, why are you laughing, Gerson? You do like Chubb? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Gerson. Go on. Um, yeah. So yeah, Nick Chubb, I think at eight point one is definitely viable. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Gerson, your lock of the week is here. Go ahead and talk about your guy. I think Gerson got locked. <laughs> Gerson, talk about your lock of the week. Um, yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley, man. Um, I said it like two weeks ago, basically. Um, that Saquon Barkley just basically the whole offense of the uh, the Giants, basically that offense horrendous in any way. Saquon Barkley. I mean, there's a reason why Daniel Jones season high two hundred seventeen yards passing. I mean, he has no wide receivers and no tight end really. But to me, I like this game that sets up for him because one, they're favored, and um, they're favored right now by uh, they're a five-point favorite, and Barkley's only been favored 11 times in his career, but he averages 26.5 DraftKings points, and 23, well, FanDuel points, but we're more DraftKings show, in, in 11 of those games. Um, he exceeded 32 points 32 point in 36% of those games. So, the matchup is there. It's the best, the best matchup of the, of the you know, that you can have against the Houston Texans as they allow uh, six plus uh, fantasy federal adjusted fantasy points, and they allow 840 yards after contact. That's 5.5 yards per con. Per, That's crazy. I mean, he he averaged five yard, 5.5 yards per carry. Dude, he has everything. And the, one of the craziest stats that I've been researching this year because it helped me get those running backs that actually have like a a boom game. You know, it, uh, he has a 7.2 percent. Explosive play rate, third most. So, give me Barkley on this slate. He is expensive, but you can make it work. You just like you're gonna have to pay down. Like, and you're not gonna make it work with a, a Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. No, but there's other quarterback like Field, and um, that's a negative correlation. But um, with two of them mainly, I guess you can say you know. But then you're gonna be paying for Tyree. But you can make it work. I'm going to have a lot of – he's going to be my only expensive running back. I do love Henry, but it's kind of hard, dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, one thing about Saquon, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this this week, is they're coming off the bye. Like, he hasn't played in two weeks and then gets a home game against the Texans. Yeah. Like, you cannot 
envisioned. You could, like if he could have made the schedule, he couldn't have made a better spot. So I don't see how you don't play Saquon this week, especially in cash. Yeah, I agree 100%. And you know, I think Gerson may have said it, but they are dead last DVOA versus the run as well. So um, yeah, Barkley is definitely a good lock of the week. Uh, Gerson, you did mention Henry. Did you want to talk about him real quick before we move down to the mid tier? Yeah, I mean, Derek Henry, I mean, we saw last week that they can back basically just win a game just with Derek Henry. Yeah. I mean, you know, D. Hember um, has come early. Malik sure. Willis didn't do shit, you know. He really, what, completed five times? Yeah, you know, so, like, Derek Henry is the entire offense. I mean, he's earning 58% of the team total offensive yards over the last three games. Um, this is not going to change. Kind of actually favored right now by three. Um, against the Denver Broncos, and like I've I've, I've been bringing this up more, but and when Henry is favored, he averaged twenty five point two fantasy points per game. That's pretty damn good. That's elite, you know. Yep. That's what you want, and I think they're gonna want to keep the, the Broncos defense. You beat them through the run, not through the pass. So right now with the loss of Bradley Chubb, I think their defense is even gonna get weaker. But they have an elite secondary, though, with, uh, I think it's Justin Simmons and then uh, Patrick Sertan. I mean, that, that defensive, uh, the defensive backs they have, they're pretty yeah. good. But I can see Henry, you know, having a big game. It was really hard for me to pick the lock of the week because I was going to go with Henry, but I already had him win one time this year as a lock of the week. So yeah. right. I couldn't go back to him. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson's having a little bit of internet connections, but I'm sure you got the gist of it. He was breaking up a little bit there, but I think y'all understood what he was trying to say. Uh, Henry's a good play, but a pivot off Barkley at 8.3. All right, Sam, let's get down to the mid tier. What you got in the mid tier? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go talk about a Raider here, Gerson. I'm going to talk about Mr. Josh Jacobs. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite plays on the slate this week. And it has very little to do with the Raiders and everything to do with the fact that the Colts are falling apart. I think this sets up is such a good spot because no matter – I don't envision a game script that Josh Jacobs is not a part of in this game, right? They get a home game against the Colts. They're favored. The line has moved two and a half points in their favor. I think they run Josh Jacobs 30 times in this game, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it absolutely sets up as a smash spot for him. Uh, and, you know, he's coming off a couple bad weeks. So I think some people are like, oh, you know, he's lost it, you know, whatever. He, you know, this is, I don't want to use it because uh, everybody's going to say this is Joe Mixon week moving forward. But I could see a similar spot here where they're at home coming off a bad loss against a bad team and they just run the ball 30 times. Yeah, that's a good call. He, I think he'll be a pretty popular play as well. Uh, Gerson, what you got in your mid tier? So. I'm going to talk about a guy that's just been on fire. Great, great on fire. And that's Travis Etienne, man. This guy finally, you know, they traded Jane Robinson out. Um, he just, he's been that workhorse that everybody saw in college football when he played for Clemson, uh, I think it was. Um, but now he's doing it in the NFL. Uh, Travis Etienne, he has 76%. Uh, he's capped 76% of I guess I forgot to freaking write it down. <laughs> but anyway, he, no, I mean, he's getting the whole backfield workload right now. He's averaging 23.3 carries per game, second most, four targets per game, 16th most, and he's averaging 23.5 expected uh, fantasy points per game, second most. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's getting 80% of the snap shares, too. So, 
it's he's dominating the back the whole backfield. It's his show, you know. Uh, he did go up in price, uh, seventy one hundred, not exactly cheap, but he is coming out very highly owned right now. He is uh, second highest owned running back at twenty two percent. So wow. he's gonna be highly owned. Um, I love that call that Tim made though, Jacob. I can see him what he said have a jo- uh, Joe Mixon day. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm going with uh, with Damian Pierce. I know we talked about Saquon Barkley, but another side of that game, Damian Pierce has been has been a quite frankly a beast at 7.1. I think he's still way too cheap. Uh, while y'all were talking, I was looking up uh, this stat. Uh, so there's a, t- a stat that they keep on uh, FTN Fantasy that I use a lot. It's called Missed Tackles Forced, which is basically either juking somebody out or uh, just breaking the tackle in general. The top three in the league, the only three guys to have over 50 missed tackle force, Josh Jacobs is one, Nick Chubb is two, Damian Pierce is number three. So I, I think Damian Pierce is, is a great play. Uh, I think the Giants defense is 22nd DVOA versus the run. So if you're not playing Barkley, you want to get a little bit cheaper but stay in that same game, uh, go with Pierce on the other side at 7.1. All right, we got tons of uh, mid-tier guys, so we'll go back through one more time. Uh, Gerson, we'll go to you. you got one more guy on your list there in the mid-tier. So I want to answer Joe's question. He said, what about Pollard? Um, Zeke is probably going to play. He's likely to play. I mean, there's a lot of people that I think are full shit. Um, but Jerry Jones is definitely one of them. But if Jerry <laughs> Jones is saying that Zeke is likely to play, I mean, that basically means that's Jerry Jones' lover boy, dude. Like, he loves Zeke more than anybody, dude. And so I don't think Pollard will be a good play if Zeke plays. Um, it's no. kind of crazy that everybody... I, I, I do have Pollard on my list with the caveat that Zeke is ruled out. If Zeke is ruled out, yeah. I think it's 6.5 versus the Packers, who we know are kind of a funnel defense. Their secondary is really good. Their run defense is not very good, so Pollard would be a great play, but only if Zeke is out, because if Zeke's in, I have no idea what the split's going to look like, so um, that's definitely where I'm at as well on that one. Talk about Alvin Kamara, Carson. Uh, yeah, so Alvin Kamara... I think he's gonna get he's gonna go more under owned than I expected, dude. Like, uh, he's the fourth highest owned running back. I thought he was gonna be like the highest. Um, he had a really bad game last week, like bad. It was like one of his worst games uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. He had like nine for thirty, and he only had like three yards per carry and then three receptions. I mean, that's not Kamala at all. But we forgot what he did against the, the Raiders. I guess, right? I don't. Cause he scored forty two points on them and. While they're getting back T.J. Watt, I don't expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to come out and be like just juggernaut again. You know, they were terrible before, and they're going to be terrible after, even with T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is just he puts pressure. He has nothing to do with Kamara. It's very easy. Kamara is going to get a lot of pass catching run uh, workload. And at seventy four hundred, I think this is the tier I'm going to die in. Like, um, if I'm not playing Barkley or Henry, I'm playing three of these running backs: uh, Kamara. Etienne, Damian Pierce, or Josh Jacob. Likely Jacob going to be one of the three, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there as well. I, I only have one more guy in there, and it's just because his price is just so tempting. Uh, he did practice in full on Friday, so he is supposedly fully healthy. Uh, Jonathan Taylor at 7.5. Uh, I, I just I, I, I find it hard to believe that the guy we saw last year is just not going to show up this year for the rest of the season. I think he's eventually going to show up. Uh, we saw in his rookie season where second half of the year he came on strong. Maybe this is the game he breaks out. New coach, you know, they're kind of motivated. Jeff Saturday's there. They, you know, they want to show out. 
Maybe Jonathan Taylor comes in and maybe they actually run him enough. You know, Jeff Saturday was a former offensive lineman. Maybe he just wants to run the ball and pound Jonathan Taylor there. So at 7.5, I think he's just way too cheap. Um, and I have him in my mid-tier as well. What, what is it that he says, Jeff Saturday? We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We, we will definitely find out. That's for sure. All right, let's move down into the value tier. And there's not a ton of value this week, uh, Tim, but you got a few guys listed there. Go ahead and talk about one of them. Yeah, I want to talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, I know this is probably one of the biggest stories of the week, in my opinion, is that he came in and just took that job. You know what I mean? And, and I think that it's only going to grow as it moves forward. I think that they want him to be the primary back. I really do. And, you know, every week I do a thread in the, in the DFS roundtable group. And one of the things I always post is the flow chart, right, that I get from, uh, from Ryan on Twitter. And the flow chart teams for running backs, we've talked about them, right? The Los Angeles Chargers, they're not on the slate. Houston Texans, we talked about Saquon Barkley. Cleveland Browns, right? They've given up a top 12 running back in every game this year. So is it going to be Mostert? Is it going to be Jeff Wilson Jr.? Give me the guy that's cheaper, played more snaps in his first week, and got more reception, which is the most uh, you know, valuable on PPR. So I know a lot of people are going to go to Jeff Wilson. I think everybody in the mid-range I like better than Jeff Wilson. But if you want to get a little different or save some money, it's Jeff Wilson time. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely the better pass catcher, too. As a, as a Niners fan, I saw both these guys quite a bit. Uh, Mostert, I think, even had a drop last week that he was wide open for out of the flat. So Jeff Wilson came in there, you know, half of a week of prep and ended up being, you know, basically the lead running back there. So I think it just continues to grow. Uh, and I think you're right. I think eventually he'll have the larger share of the, of the snaps there. Garson, let's go to you. What you got in your uh, value tier? Um, so just like we said, um, it's really ugly though at value. But one guy that I really do like is uh, Devin Singletary. Is it Devin or David? Devin. Okay, I can't remember his name. Um, Devin Singletary. Um, he's uh he's gonna be what? He's, he's gonna be featured more than anybody. Um, because if Kingdom plays. Well, if Allen or Keenum start, you know, then likely they're going to try to just play conservative. You know, they're not going to play aggressive. At least I would hope so, because if they play aggressive, they're going to, Keenum's going to be in for a, a rude awakening, man. Uh, but Singletary has been quietly a really good running back this year. I mean, I know this because I own him in some uh, season long, but 5,600 versus the Minnesota Vikings, you've had a couple of games of double digit points. And if he gets the workload, he usually performs pretty well. But when he gets only like eight or six, of course, he's not going to do great. But when I don't see Josh Allen, I don't see Case Keenum running the ball fucking, oh, 10 times, you know? So, yeah, so I, I definitely, dang, I, I went like, what, 40, 30, 40 minutes without saying an F word. Yep. Dang, man. <laughs> um, You're getting better. Anyways, uh, 5,600. But if Allen plays, I'm off. Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Um, he hurt his wiener, so I, I don't think he's going to play. Um, but definitely give me Singletary at 5.6K. They're talk, still favored, right? Talk, talk about narrative yeah. street, though. Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs are the, the Minnesota miracle, and they're going back to Minnesota. Well, I guess they're playing at home, but they're playing Minnesota in, in a right. quote-unquote revenge game between you know between the two guys that connected for that. So, I don't, I don't, but that's the thing. I don't think there's any 
bad blood, you know? Like, no, I'm, I'm just, it's just funny that it just happens to be the week that Josh Allen gets hurt. It's Case Keenum against the Vikings with the Vikings, Stephon Diggs. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, shout out to, uh, what's his name, Jay. He's a big Minnesota Viking fan. I sent him, like, is there going to be a Minnesota miracle again this week yeah. or what? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, in the in the value tier here, it's kind of hard, you know, to see this guy. We we had high hopes for this guy coming into the season, but Najee Harris, similar to, to Jonathan Taylor, uh, at five point five, I think he has to start showing something eventually. Maybe they figure something out over their bye week. Uh, he's just too cheap. He's still getting volume. Uh, we just need to see something from him at five point five. He's a, wor- a worthy bullet. Uh, you know what they call it? A, a shot in the dark uh, for Najee Harris at five point five. Tim, you got one more guy in their value tier. Yeah, this is a shout out to Jared. Uh, he said it was Kareem Hunt week, and I kind of looked into it. And I think, you know, with them being down uh, in Joku, I think that they're going to target him more across the middle. And I think the game script works out where Miami's probably going to get up on Cleveland. And Nick Chubb, uh, you know, if, if it goes that way, I think Nick Chubb kind of gets game scripted out and they use a lot more Kareem Hunt. So, you know, it, this is definitely a GPP play. I would not use him in cash. Uh, but I think the possibility of him getting, you know, seven or eight targets is realistic. And, you know, almost no other running back has that kind of uh, target possibility in this range. Yeah. So obviously, this, like I said, a game script kind of has to go a certain way. Uh, they haven't been using him as much this year as we would have liked. But we saw a little bit more over the last couple of weeks. So maybe that trends well against uh, Miami. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson had to go to the little boys room, but, uh, he has, uh, Jamal Williams listed there at 5.9. I think he's also a pretty good play there for Detroit. Uh, Swift has been getting not very much usage lately. I don't know if it's his health or what it is, but he, he hasn't been playing much and Jamal Williams is that dude. So, uh, I don't know, but as a Swift owner, it's very frustrating because I never know if I should play him or not. Yeah, I, I would be the same way. Yep. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, Tim, we'll go to you here. And, you know, the guy we talked about pre-show here uh, and how he popped up. Go ahead and talk about your boy. He was my lock of the week last week. He was your lock of the week the week before. And he's 9,100 now, and we're still telling you, play Tyreek Hill. Uh, I saw a stat earlier posted by TJ Hernandez of uh, 4 for 4. So his yards per route run is 4.2. The next highest person, I think, is 3.5, and it's Devontae Adams. Like, he is just so much better than every other receiver this year. It's insane. Uh, he rated out as my number two value receiver at 9,100. Wow. Which is also kind of crazy. Like, he's a value even at that price. So uh, I think, as I mentioned earlier, we love Tua this week. I think you can stack them. You can attack Cleveland through the air or through the ground. They're just not a really good defense. Uh, and, and again, Tyreek has gotten that consistent target volume, right? He's no longer just the deep threat that he used to be. They're using him on all kinds of short routes, slant routes, get the ball in space. Uh, and, you know, he's just going to go crazy. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it was 143 yards last week, 188 yards uh, the week before. Two weeks before was 177. I mean, any week Tyreek can break this slate. So, yeah. he's 9,100. He's expensive, but... I think you can pay up for him. We can just start calling him Ty Week because it's Tyreek's yeah. week. <laughs> Play him every week, man. I like it. Is he uh, 10K yet? I, I, might, I might still consider him at 10K. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I have the other receiver that you just mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Waddle uh, in that same game. You know, if you're trying to, you know, go cheap, you still want not cheap. He's 7.6, but he's definitely cheaper than Tyreek Hill. 
uh, and still get exposure to that game. He's still getting targets. You know, if you look at uh, him and uh, Tua and Waddle, they've always had that connection. Uh, at at 7.6, you save quite a bit from Tyreek, and you can still get that same uh, similar upside uh, with the touchdowns. Gerson, who do you got in your elite tier of receivers here? We talked about Tyreek and Waddle already. So the only one you got left there, Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. I mean, the only team that's not broken on the Rams offense is Cooper Cup. Um, He's 9,000. He is expensive. But playing the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Cardinals offense has looked pretty good. Like, they're scoring, but at the same time, that defensive does is just horrendous. Um, they already had this game in week three. He didn't have a good game, but I think what I'm trying to do is just get different. Everybody's going to be on Tyreek. I expect Cup to be like at 10% owned, you know. Um, he is the same price, basically, so you are going to have to, like, leverage. That's leverage for me. Um, I don't know what the update of Matthew Stafford is. He did practice, they said, but... It was concussion, right? Yeah, concussion protocol. So, so he's like, got to pass all his tests. You got to pass all the tests. If he doesn't uh, pass all his tests, test, of course, I'm not going to be playing Cup. Uh, he will be off my list of players. Yeah, I won't have any exposure. John Walford is not going to make Cooper Cup look like Cooper Cup. If Cooper <laughs> Cup somehow looks like Cooper Cup with John Walford, he is the greatest wide receiver in the history of NFL. Cooper Cup with with Walford is is Cooper Sippy Cup because it's yeah definitely definitely not going to be playing him. No, but I think it's important to note yeah you know, to mention like you said that it's not an injury right it's a concussion. So if he passes the protocol, you expect him to be pretty close to a hundred percent. Yep, agreed. Um, so we had you have one more guy there, Tim. I have him too, but go ahead and talk about that one guy you got left in your delete. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the guy on the other side of that game, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, again, this is kind of, you know, what we don't really know what the situation is with Kyler, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, same kind of situation. I don't think it matters. Like, if there's any guy throughout his career that proves that quarterback does not matter, it's DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah. Like, this dude just goes out there and performs. So, uh, Kyler got a couple limited practices in. It's a hamstring injury. I think he's going to play. He probably just won't be as mobile as possible. But that means he just gets to look up and find DeAndre Hopkins more. So, you know, we've seen the target volume. Last week was a little bit less, but I think they go right back to him. Uh, Rams consistently giving up uh, a ton of points to wide receivers. They don't give up a ton of touchdowns, but they'll give up a ton of PPR points. So I think he can pay off that 8K salary. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I did have Diggs in my elite tier, but, you know, we don't think Josh Allen's going to play, so I, I will take Diggs off of that. But if for some reason Josh Allen does play 8.3, I like Diggs as well. All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, oh, Gerson. I, I want to see the Case Keenum just make Stephon Diggs go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome, dude. That would be great. Gerson, let's go to the mid-tier. What you got in your mid-tier you want to talk about? Yeah, man. Um, hold on. Um, obviously, I'm going to be playing a lot of Patrick Mahomes. One guy that I've been very, like, I wish I could play him on regular slate. Now I finally get a chance, but the Chiefs haven't really been on the main slate for, like, two or three weeks now, I think. Yeah. And uh, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster is no longer Juju Poopoo-Schuster or whatever. <laughs> Poopoo-Juju, whatever. Um, he's done really well. Uh, in the last three weeks, 25 points, 28 points, and 18 points. And he's getting targeted. Last week, he got 12 targets, dude. That's a lot for a guy that just 6K. You know, we're talking Amon Ross St. Brown usage right now. Um, if he's finally coming around, he's finally looking good. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes, him, it could be a good stack, you know. He's 13% owned, too, so he's the fifth-highest owned wide receiver right now. And I can see everybody playing him. I can see his ownership going higher and higher as the week goes on. Because one thing we know right now, value's not cute right now. There's not, there's not a free square. So you nope. really have to play these uh, conviction. Is it a conviction or conviction? Conviction, play, guys. Yep, conviction. And I think Juju is a great, a great play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rank uh, 27th DVP against wide receiver one. Great matchup. And, of course, they're projected for the highest empire total at 30 points. Yeah. So give me Juju for sure. Love um, it. I have a lot of clubs for him. Love it. Tim, what you got in your mid-tier? Uh... Let's see, I, I would take the guy on the other side of that game, uh, Christian Kirk, right? We saw him uh, do really well last week against Gerson's Raiders, but I think his target volume has been really consistent, right? And that's always what I'm looking for, particularly in cash, right? He had nine targets last week, but seven. We talked about Denver's a really good pass defense. He still had seven targets. Giants are pretty good. He had 10 targets. And now against Kansas City, and we talked about this earlier, teams throw more against Kansas City than any other team in the league. So I expect Kansas City to be up in this game. I think this is a script we talked about earlier where Trevor Lawrence is going to throw the ball 35-plus times. Uh, I think he could see close to a 25-30% target share, which is 8 to 10 targets. So uh, Christian Kirk on the other side of that game, again, going to be popular. But I think it's for he's a good play this week. Mike. Yeah, I like it. Uh, my guy in the mid-tier is going to be uh, Mr. Rondell Moore. I know we talked about DeAndre Hopkins a little bit, but uh, Rondell Moore in the slot. Uh, he's had, in the last two games, he had 10 targets last game. He had, oh, Gerson's raising his hand. What you got, Gerson? Yeah, I've been raising it for like 10 minutes. Just looking down. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have to ask, because I feel like the last, what, three weeks, we've gotten like, there's three games to target, right? Like, there's games yeah. you don't want to I feel like just Kansas City, Jacksonville Jaguar, and then the Miami Cleveland game are two games you for sure want to target. And those yep. are two games I'm really interested. And then of course the Detroit Chicago game. But I don't know if I'm that interested in a Detroit Chicago game to be honest. Yep. Uh, rivalry game. Tim knows this the best. They really do really well against each other. But true. Do you feel the same way? Like these three games are very viable for all your draft team rosters. Yeah, I do. And I actually had a kind of a, it's not really a stat, but an interesting observation, if you will. So basically, we're getting into November, right? It's starting to get cold out. Almost every game in the slate is in the 30s, except for the Miami game is expected to be 82. So it just doesn't even matter. The rest of the country might be going through a cold freeze, but Miami's still Miami. Yep, Miami's still Miami. All right, back to my my Rondell Moore speech. Uh, he's had at least eight targets over uh, three of the last uh, four games. He had ten targets last week. He's not putting up like the touchdowns that you want to see there, but I do think on DraftKings with the points in the PPR, uh, you're getting those ten, eleven, twelve targets. I'll take that any day of the week for uh, for a guy like Rondell Moore who's pretty cheap. He's only five point nine. Uh, let's see. Um, we're going to move into the value tier. But let me just mention the guys that we had on our list that we haven't discussed yet. I had uh, Chris Alave, sort of a tournament play at 6.8, a little bit more expensive than I wanted to be, but I think he's still viable. Uh, Tim had uh, Darnell Mooney uh, in that same Chicago-Detroit game. Obviously, you can stack him with fields if you want to, 5.5. And uh, Gerson's got Amon Ross St. Brown at 6.9 in that same game as well Sun on the God. other side, the Sun God. All right, let's move down into the value, Tim. What you got for your value? 
Yes, we, we talked about it earlier, right? I mean, the, the value this week is so, so bad. Like, I honestly felt like all of these guys could have been sick calls on most other weeks, right? So it's just, which is the worst, you know, the best of the worst? So, uh, so we basically all have the same guys, too. So I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, we talked about that Cleveland-Miami game. You want exposure to it. You want cheap exposure to it, particularly if you're going to do two stacks. I talked about Harrison Bryant earlier. If you don't play Harrison Bryant, another cheap option is DPJ. Uh, he has gotten, again, consistent volume. He's had, you know, more than 70 yards in multiple games. And, they're, and the, of course, this is a little bit of narrative as well, but Amari Cooper does not play well at home, right? His, his home road splits are not just this year. They've been throughout his career. He's not played well on the road. Uh, so if they've got to throw the ball, uh, I think we're going to see more DPJ action this week. And his, and his splits kind of mirror uh, Amari's, right? He's played better on the road. Uh, as a result, so uh, at 4,300, I think that he could see six targets, uh, which is all you're really looking in that in that range. All right, good stuff. So we had a drop that we 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 kind of made a few weeks back for uh, for Dak when he came back, but I think it applies to this guy too. <laughs> Mac Hollins, Gerson, talk about Mac Hollins. I didn't, even, I didn't even get the reference there for a second. So I'm like, wait, Matt Collins. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, Matt Collins. I mean, I think the last time we actually had Matt Collins as a value play, he smashed. Yeah, like, he balled out. Yeah. Dude, like, and that was like, what's crazy about Matt Collins is that this guy has been in the NFL for, what, six years? He's just kind of sucks. He's just uh, just a, uh He's a practice squad player, gets called up, gets to play. Someone has to get hurt. It's like, it all has to fall for him. But when it, when it falls, it falls. I think he got, what, hold on, let me kind of pull it up. Um, like 30, he got like 35 points or 30 Yeah, he's points. like 169 yards. I think he had like eight catches yeah. or something like it was, that. It was, yeah, it was eight for 158 and a touchdown, 32.96. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he had 10, 10 targets, eight was definitely 158 and a touchdown, like you guys said. But the thing is, like, dude. There is no rental, no Waller, and he's he's like six two, right? Like he's pretty tall. He's not small. Yep. And um, uh, I think Clark's gonna have to throw the ball. He's thrown the ball to Holland. I've watched when I watched the Raiders game. He throws deep bombs to Holland. So yeah. if if Clark can just stop being a pussy and throw the ball down the field, then Matt Holland for forty two hundred. If he gets one catch for sixty yards and a touchdown. Peak crushing value. And yep. like we said, value is really, really ugly this week. Yeah. I mean, but I, I do want to say that this is a leverage play off the DPJ because DPJ is going to be highly owned. Yep. You can go to Matt Holland. I mean, I do expect Matt Holland's ownership to go up a little bit, but I don't expect it to touch DPJ's uh, ownership. Agreed. Yeah. So I have uh, a little bit of a different, uh, he's a little bit lower owned value guy. George Pickens, we kind of forgot about him. He had a bad week going into the bye week. He only had three targets, no catches. Uh, <laughs> before that, he had six targets, six targets, eight targets, eight targets, seven targets. I think he gets back on that path. He's uh, he's 5K. Uh, the Saints are, I think, 21st DVA versus the pass. Uh, you know, Pickett loves to throw it his way. He seems to look his way quite often. I just think he had that one bad game. So I do think coming out of the bye week, Pickens uh, at 5K is a pretty good value as well. And Tim, you got one more guy there that's pretty interesting as well. I want to talk about MVS a little bit. 
Yeah, we saw Nicole Hardman was ruled out today. Uh, obviously, they used them on jet sweeps and stuff like that, but they also used them as kind of the deep threat, right? Juju's more the slot guy, runs those short routes, but uh, MVS is going to be running your deep routes, right? So if you're doing Patrick Mahomes stack and you want to uh, do a little cheaper option, um, or I also think he makes a really kind of good one-off if you just want some exposure to that game at 4,100. Definitely a GPP play. He pretty much is the definition of boom or bust. He could get you two or he could get you 20. Uh, but that's what you want in a tournament, right? You want that guy that has that upside possibility. So I think the usage is there. We talked about the game environments, the best of the slate. Uh, so I think you got to have some MBS exposure. I like it. Let's get to the defense. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Sam, we always leave with you. What you got for defenses this week? Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and assume Josh Allen is going to be out and it's going to be the Case Keenum show. And even though he may play well, I'm going to go ahead and go with the chalk again here and go with the Vikings defense. The biggest reason is that we talked about multiple times on this show, value is so, so hard to come by. Uh, and so I'm going to just punt all the way down, right? They're the only team in that range that I feel comfortable uh, starting that I know is going to get me positive points. So uh, pay down at defense, particularly in cash, and pay up for uh, everything else. Yeah, good call. You know, something that was ironic, I meant to mention this when we did the rewind, Tim, is, is last week you said, you know, obviously Panthers were the chalk and we were all playing the chalk. And you said, I don't want to play the Jets because they might give me negative points. But then the Panthers got his negative points and the Jets balled out. So, <laughs> And I did play the Jets. Like, if you actually saw by Sunday morning. So, it, you know, Sunday morning, we always talk about you got to watch the Sunday show because so much happened Sunday morning. And we basically ended up getting confirmation, right? Uh, I pivoted off uh, to get to Justin Fields, right? I came down off Aaron Rodgers. And then that required me to save some money. I was like, how am I going to save some money? I went down to the Jets defense. So. It was purely luck. I probably had the Panthers all week, but yeah. yeah. Ended up on the Jets, worked out. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson, you got any defenses you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titan. Um, I definitely loved him against uh, Russell Wilson. I don't say Russell Wilson is even good still. Um, he might have had, what, he had one good game. Yeah. It was yeah. his last game. Um, but still, I think that offense struggles. Um, Brave was really smart at game planning your weaknesses. I think Brave is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I think he's going to do the same thing exactly to Denver Broncos. And with Henry there, they're just going to run the ball, try to force turnovers from um, uh, Wilson. Um, but it's just it's three point three k. You are going to pay up a little bit, but I'd rather go the route that Tim said. Basically, two point two k for the Vikings or the next defense that Tim's probably going to talk about. Yeah, go ahead and talk about yeah. that one last defense you got there, Tim. Well, no, I have the Cardinals, which I think are a good team, for, you know, whether Matthew Stafford plays or not because they get good pressure. But I actually want to talk about the Cowboys. And this hurts me to say because they're playing my Green Bay Packers this week. Nobody is going to pay up for defense this week. I promise you, okay? This is a chance. The, the Packers are really hurting right now. Romeo Dobbs is out. Um, and... You know, he has nobody to throw to. Sammy Watkins looks lost. Alan Lazard's got a bad shoulder he's trying to play through. They have no idea how to run the ball right now. I hate to say it, but this game could get ugly. So uh, we talked about it earlier. I'm hurting. Yeah, I am hurting. You know I'm hurting when I'm recommending this play, but 
all year long is, you know, when I've had these kind of plays, they've worked out. So again, nobody's going to play up for Dallas. They're number one scoring defense. I think on DraftKings, they have 20 point potential. Uh, just, you know, I think, PPP only, but I think you can pay for him. I think this is Tim's stinky way to reverse jinx. Like, he he he, he had all Packers last week, and they jinxed him. So this week, he's like, yeah, I'm talking about the Cowboys defense. Maybe they'll all jinx them, and they'll end up being terrible. But uh, I can see your I point. I will take it. That, no, that actually sounds amazing, but that's not why I said that yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to our stacks. Going for Two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Gerson, we'll go to you first here on your stack. Honestly, I would have had one of the stack that these two guys had, but they beat me at a show sheet this week. So um, Every week. I, I'm going to go more of a contrarian route. <laughs> um, usually people, when they think stack, they only think, you know, wide receiver, quarterback, you know, tight end. Um, I don't. I actually think a bit deeper. Um, not trying to call you guys stupid or anything. I love all you guys, but um, there is any in the tight end defense correlation. If the Titans go up ahead, and they're going to do it through Derrick Henry, and that Titans defense can force turnovers, and they put the gas, like the pedal to the, what do you call it, pedal to the metal? Pedal to the metal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can see this correlation doing good, um, but it's just more just to be different. But I love the two stacks that you guys have, though. Good stuff. All right, Tim, go ahead and talk about your stack. You had mentioned a little bit already, but go ahead and give us the whole I thing. I did. I gave it away earlier. Yeah, I, I think this week um, it's going to be really hard to pay for Tua and Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and so not as many people would do it as they would on most other weeks. But you have two cheap runbacks to come back with, either DPJ or Harrison Bryant. I think there are some other value plays we've talked about. So it's tough, uh, but I think it is doable, particularly if you punt defense as well. Yep, I like it. I also went with an expensive stack. I got Mahomes, Juju, Kelsey, and bring it back with ETN, who I think is a, a script or a game script proof running back because he'll be there whether they're down or not. Uh, and then I was going to, you know, I scared kind of stole my thunder earlier. I was like, oh, how do, you, how do you fit this in there? Well, you put Kelsey at the flex and then you punt tight end. And that's really how you're going to do it. And I, you know, I kind of uh, showcased how you do that with the receivers that I mentioned that he kind of is a receiver in that sense as far as points per game. So you put Mahomes, obviously, Juju. Get Kelsey in your flex. You punt tight end with maybe Harrison Bryant and then bring ETN on the other side. So I, I like that stack a lot this week. And I think it'll be pretty popular as well if you can fit it in. All right, let's get to the sick calls. And now, the sick call of the week. So uh, pre-show before Tim got here, we were looking at our sick calls. And Gerson kind of, I mean, just to call it how it, how it is, Gerson hates the sick call segment because... He doesn't like giving quote unquote bad plays, uh, but five out of his nine, he's doing better than both me and Tim. Five of his of his plays have hit, so he's actually above five hundred for his sick calls. So Gerson, because of that, you get to give your sick call first. Hey, look, man, I'm here for the people. If they want a sick call, they get a sick call. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually a little bit sick right now. I'm a little hungover from yesterday, so maybe this will work. Um, Philip Dorsett. You guys remember that name? Yeah, I didn't. But I went and looked at him, and I'm like, because he was on my showdown um, roster, and I was like, holy crap, this guy? No way, dude. So he's 3,400, I believe, right? Am I wrong? I think he's 3,600. 3,600, yeah. He's only 1.5% owned, and 
while he, he's facing the Giants, Davis Merrill Peck targeted him five times last week. He got 69 yards. I mean, if you get that, that's three times value right there. Yep. And he just he's getting into he getting worked more and more. And I don't know if you guys saw what Brandon Cooks did on on the interview, but he made it seem like Yeah, you guys know what I'm doing. I mean, they know I love them. They know I'll go to war with them. But yeah, you're not out there. Okay, yeah. bro. I'll go to war with y'all, but I'm gonna sit home. Is that, is that okay? <laughs> You know, he's that guy that just sits at the at the base in a tent. Yeah. He's like, Y'all go have fun. Yeah. Y'all go have fun. <laughs> right. Give me Phil Phil Gorsett at three point six K. This is just it's just disgusting. It's just sick call. Yeah. Yeah. Sick sick calls this week were like really hard. Tim, yeah, you know? I've said it before. This is the sickest sick calls. Like going all the way back, I can't remember a week. Like DPJ, Mac Hollins, MVS. Like those are sick calls most weeks. This week, I'm going to talk about a guy named Samori Torre. And I guarantee even like dynasty players don't know who this guy is. I had to look him up. I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is as deep as it gets. I'm only going to talk about one Packer on this whole bro- on this whole broadcast, and it's this guy. And it, and and let me preface this by saying I have missed the last six weeks in a row. I hit the first three, and then I'm over the last six. So do not play this guy. That's my caveat. Okay. But with as soon as Romeo Dobbs went down, this guy basically played every snap. He Rogers has more trust in him than basically anybody else on the field, not named Alan Lazard. As I said earlier, Sammy Watkins is a non-factor. I think the Cowboys are going to be up early in this game. Rogers is going to have to throw. And Trayvon Diggs is not going to be covering this guy. He's going to get Anthony Brown or whatever third backup uh, cornerback they have. So uh, at 3,900, as we talked about, one long touchdown, which he had two weeks ago, uh, he pays off value. So like this guy is a sub 1% play, the thickest of sick calls. But yeah, guy. I like it. I, I actually changed my sick call before the show. I just want to mention who my original sick call was and tell you why I changed it. But I had James Cook. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, just talking narrative, he's playing against his brother, Dalvin Cook, on the other side. Cook has had some uh, extra opportunities recently. I think he had six opportunities last week, which I think is a season high. I thought maybe he can have do something this week. Unfortunately, when I looked at his price, he's 4800 So that was just a little yeah. bit too expensive for me to pay for a sick call. So I had to go dive deep a little bit. And I'm going with Steven yeah. Sims Jr., uh, formerly of the Washington Commanders at 3.2. Of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers traded away uh, Chase Claypool. Steven Sims is the one expected to take his spot in the offense. Now, granted, he did play a little bit last week. He caught uh, two passes for negative one yards. So that's not really what you want to see, but he will be on the offense, uh, on, the, on the field a lot. You know, he could potentially do something big. I know he had a couple big plays oh. when he was here as a commander. What's wrong, Gerson? Dude, is this true? Wow, can I change my sick call? <laughs> All right, go ahead. I didn't see this. I am going off the road to that, and I'm going to Trayvon Burks. He's yeah. 3,000. He's 3,000. He's back this week. Yeah. He's back from Iowa. He's 3,000? That's true. Wow. All right, so Gerson, Gerson's got a new sick call. Traylon Burks at 3,000. Over Philip Dorsett. That's actually a good call. Yeah, I like that one too. That's like the Van Jefferson call from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where he was 3K because he was still designated. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up. Uh, let's go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle and uh, plug the Facebook group. We'll go to you first, Tim. 
Yeah, of course. Get in the DFS Roundtable group on Facebook. I do a weekly thread every week where I post the best charts and graphs from all over the internet. Uh, and that gets you ready for the week, gets me ready for the show. Uh, Twitter, find me at KetoDFS. Good stuff. Gerson? Yeah, you can find me at, uh, at a DFS Roundtable. I almost can't say my Twitter name along with the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> uh, at FantasyGDFS on Twitter. Um, last week I posted a a picture of my plays on Twitter. I'm going to do that again because I actually had peop- a few people DM me and said, thank you for putting that out, and it helped them out. Um, except for Scott. Scott made fun of it. He said, I'm going to keep a receipt because you didn't play Justin Field in cash. Like, I don't, <laughs> my plays aren't for cash, bro. Uh, I'm kidding, Scott. Um, but, yeah, find me there. Dude, get on the DFS bound table. The thing that Tim posts, like, I take that like the Bible, man. I read through that that thing on lunch break almost every day i made sure all the updates i joined a tournament that are rigged free dude like it's like free money almost if you win you know um it's just it, it's good stuff um no pun intended jeff but and then you can find me on the sunday show this sunday i will be on there last week i couldn't make it but i'll be there with uh hopefully zach and um benny and jamie yep uh but until then i'll see you guys sunday show up for uh the, the answer to the test, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to plug the same thing that Zach is back this week. Uh, he had some, some personal things going on, but he is back this week. He'll be hosting the show. I believe Jamie and Benny are also in for the show. And of course, Gerson will be there. He missed last week. Uh, so it'll be the full complement of people on Sunday morning. If you don't watch the Sunday morning show, you were definitely missing out. Um, there are some good things that they talk about uh, right before the game starts. So you want to watch that show for sure. All right, that's a wrap. Um, and we'll, next week, I forgot. I almost forgot, Tim. You've got to remind me. Next week will be a different day. We're going to have the, uh, the podcast on Saturday night just for next week uh, because I have to go Friday to a field trip. I'm a chaperone. I got to be on a bus for three and a half hours with, uh, with a whole bunch of fourth graders. So when I get home from that at 930 at night, I'm not going to want to do a podcast. So we're going to push it one day till Saturday. And then the following week is Thanksgiving week, which if you've watched the show for a while, we don't do a Friday show because it's Black Friday. We move the show to Wednesday and we'll break down the Thanksgiving slate and then also the main slate as well. Uh, so if the next two weeks will be a little bit different. Check out uh, check out Saturday uh, show next week and then Wednesday the show after that. And and Joe, I see your question there. Is it a, is it a pumpkin patch? No, we're actually going to um, Williamsburg and Jamestown. Uh, for all day i, I gotta be there at 6 a.m in the morning and we don't get home till 9 30 at night so it's gonna be a hell of a day so all right fellas that's a wrap we'll see you next week on saturday you're on mute tim you missed it Damn it. Go, Pat, go. there you go there you go Peace.